try this again. Anybody grateful for Jesus on this morning? I know the masks are difficult. Anybody grateful for Jesus on this morning? <laughs> you know, I was talking to a bishop yesterday, and he was telling me how the people in his congregation were complaining about the mass being a hindrance of worship. And he reminded him them that there are always hindrances of worship. Sin is a hindrance of worship. All oh, glory. It's all kind of hindrances of worship, but you got to choose to worship God despite the hindrance. Amen. And so I just remind somebody, you might not want to yell out through your mask. You might not want to holler through your mask, but you can wave your hand. You might not make as all the noise you could through that mask, but you can clap those hands, oh ye people. Come on now, so you got to decide, come what may, whatever the hindrance is, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Come on, let's get into the word of the Lord on today. Last time we were together, I told us that many of us stop short of everything that God has for us. You should be sitting next to your family, someone you love. Just turn right next to them and say, don't stop short. They can hear you. And people of God, when I talk about stopping short, I've had the opportunity to have some conversations with several pastors since this time. I am convinced that we have given people an incomplete view of salvation. We've given them an incomplete view, if you will, of the Christian life. We've told people that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's true. But the problem with that is that just because you're saved, that does not mean that you're sanctified. There's a whole lot of people who have made the decision to be saved, but they're still not living the way they should. Amen. Does anybody know somebody who has made a decision for Jesus, but they still got some stuff they say they're working on? Amen. But the problem is that we find, Chris, that we're working on it for not just days, but weeks, months, and years. We find that we are in the same position as the folks were in Acts chapter 19, where the question was asked, have you received the Spirit since you believed? In other words, we're saved but have no power. It is possible to be completely saved and completely powerless. 
It is possible to be completely saved and still act a fool. Oh no, that's not possible? Sure it is. When Jesus went and got Levi off his job, the moment that Levi left his job, Levi was saved. Because what does to be saved mean? That means that I'm safe from. See, right there, somebody should have said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> See, when you're saved, you are safe from. Safe from what? Watch this. There are three phases. Come on, go back through your notes. I got to recap us real quick. Three phases of sanctification. Phase number one, which we call justification, watch this, is when I am separated from the penalty of sin. I am in the right position. So the first phase of sanctification is positional. I'm just safe from the penalty of sin. If you will allow me to just recap our first verse that we were in, 2 Timothy 2. Now in a large house there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and earthenware. Watch, some to honor, some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, say cleanse yourself. Cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor. What's the next word? Sanctified, useful for the master prepared. That's where I want to be. I want to be a vessel of honor. Somebody say that with me. I want to be a vessel of honor. Another time. I want to be a vessel of honor. Third time. I want to be. A vessel of honor. But in order for us to be vessels of honor, we have to be sanctified, useful, and prepared. Now, you can't stop short of positional sanctification. You can't say, Lord, I'm in the right position because just because you get promoted doesn't mean you've been trained. I can promote you and you still don't know how to do your job. This is the danger, Lord help me, of many in this church age that we got a lot of people who have been promoted but not trained. And now we're giving the world a bad name for what a Christian is because we got folks walking around with titles but they have never been submitted to any regimen of training and development. So watch, look at this next text in John. But as many, I'm recapping, as received him, position. Y'all see that? When I receive the Lord, that is positional sanctification. To them, the ones who are in position. He gave the right to become, that's progressive. So the next phase of sanctification is Progressive sanctification. In positional sanctification, watch this, I am free from the penalty of sin. But in progressive sanctification, I am now free from the power of sin. Lord, sin don't have no power over me. And here's what's bothering me, Leanna. 
The theologians, as I've been digging into this, they always want to explain away all of the stuff that make us live right. Everything in the word that got to do with us living at the standard of the kingdom, that's the stuff they don't agree with. I find it amazing that when it says, as he is, so are we, he didn't mean that. Be holy for he is holy, he didn't mean that. The works that I do shall you do also and greater works than these, it didn't mean that. Everything that has to do with me actually operating at God level. Everything that got to do with me actually being transformed, he didn't mean that. Why is it? Why is it that in this modern day, Guan, we got people who say that they believe that he wants us to prosper and be in good health, but you don't believe he wants you to be righteous? Why is it that you can believe that God wants you to have a Bentley and five bedrooms and five baths, but he don't want you to love your neighbor as yourself? How is it, help me God, that we can believe that he wants us to have churches full of people with thousands, but we don't believe that he wants us to lay hands on the sick and they recover? I find it amazing that we want to explain away everything that holds us accountable to the standard of God. Oh no, he didn't mean that. Yes, he did. But the problem is we stop short. We stop short because we say, I'm in position. I love God, but you ain't progressed. I need some people who want to make progress. I don't know about you, but if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world, we need to make some progress. Come on now. And I'm telling you right now, the reason I'm spending some time recapping, because the verse that I'm about to go through, to, uh, I'm sure you're going to want to rip it out your Bible. I'm recapping on purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm laying this ground work because some of you are about to say, he didn't mean that, but it's in black and white. Somebody just say, live right. So first phase is positional. But don't stop there. I'm free from the penalty of sin. Second phase, we see it. To them he gave the right, the right to become. I'm not a child yet in John 1. I just got the rights to be. Well, how do I become a child, Romans 8? Y'all should have this in your notes. There we go. Go back. Nope, y'all don't want to see that yet. For all, verse 14, who are being led by the Spirit of God. Oh, Lord. Those are the sons. So you mean to tell me that the way to become a child of God is I have to be led by the spirit, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I got to be led by the spirit. Can I dig a little deeper? The church has a wishy-washy pneumatology. Lord, Lord, somebody help me. What's that mean, Bishop? Pneumatology is the doctrine of the spirit. And in this church age, Deacon Sanders, we got this wishy-washy understanding of the Holy Ghost. I don't get it. In this church age, you know, when it comes to the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is good enough to make you run. The Holy Ghost is good enough to make you dance. Oh, boy. The Holy Ghost, I love my wife, it's good enough to make you spin and dip. Right? Matter of fact, watch this. 
We just sang a song a second ago. My praise is a weapon. Huh? But watch this. The Holy Ghost's real job is to turn you into the image. The job, glory, of the Holy Ghost, y'all, I feel like preaching, is not to make you dance. Dancing should be a response of what God has done. I, I, I can dance at any given time. Y'all see? Any, any given time, I can get a notion. See, y'all act like y'all act like y'all y'all being brand new. But yeah, anybody ever been to the club and your song, come on. So y'all play too much. You sitting up there chilling and having a conversation, you know, just kind of bobbing to the background music. You know, just kind of bobbing. You ain't paying attention to nobody. Just bobbing to the background music. You know, everything's cool. You know, just bobbing. And then all of a sudden, your song come on. You're like, hey. You start walking out to the dance floor. Huh? Watch this. Listen to me. You walk, you weren't forced to go to the dance floor. Somebody's going to catch this. You weren't forced. Nobody pulled you out to the dance floor. What happened was you responded, glory, to something that was a stimuli on the outside. And you said, you know what? I feel like dancing. Let's stop putting the dance and the shout in the hand of the Holy Ghost. Come on now, my dance is a response to a stimuli when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Oh, come on now, my dance is a response to a stimuli. All I got to do is go back and say, it could have gone another way. Come on now, my shout is a response. But let me tell you what the Holy Ghost does do. It make you live right. It's the Holy Ghost does his work during the progressive sanctification process. Watch this. Because the only way to get free from the power of sin is to crucify the part of you that wants to do the sinning. The only way to get free, come on now, come on. See, here's, here's where it's about to get sticky. We got to sin. No, you want to sin. No, no, no. Sin is the foregone conclusion of a human existence. No, 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 no. That is not true. You sin because you want to. Come on now. You can come out from among them and be separate. You ain't got to act a stark raven fool. And as a matter of fact, God in this season, prophesy, is waiting for some people who don't look like them. God, yes, is waiting for some people who are going to give him praise in the middle of it. God is waiting for some people who are not going to give up who are not going to give in, who are not going to bow down to Baal. God is waiting on some people who won't bow under the pressure of Caesar, but will call on the name of the Lord. I don't get it. Okay. Positional sanctification frees me from the penalty of sin. Y'all, I just feel like preaching. See, y'all don't understand. Since March, do y'all know how many folk done died? Y'all play too much. Do y'all know? My wife said something to me yesterday. But things were so sober 
Babe, that thing just hit me this morning. I know don't none of y'all have delayed reaction, but she said something to me yesterday. She said, if this season ain't taught us nothing, preach Jay. She said, this season has taught us that you better go ahead and live your life. I said, wait a minute. Now, I was sober. You know, I was, I was sitting there. And when I mean sober, I mean, I, I wasn't drunk, y'all. Because somebody, old pastor said he was drinking. That's not what that means. Sober thinking. <laughs> somebody go, somebody text it right now. We knew it. Couldn't have been all good. No, no, no. I was sitting there because a great man died yesterday. And I was processing. I was processing. Sobered in my thinking. Are y'all with me here? I was processing. And she said, one thing's for sure. See, y'all don't got it. One thing's for sure. In this season, no man knows the day nor the hour. So what you might as well go ahead on and do. <laughs> Come on now. The old folk used to say, praise him while you have time. Come on now. Come on. We, we, used, we used to sing the old song. They did to come to Jesus while you may have time. Y'all don't know them old hymns. Come to Jesus. Next one. Make up your mind. He will make. Them was them old songs we used to sing. What? Wow. Oh, come on. Wow. You. Bible says night cometh. When no man can work, I don't get it. In other words, I better go ahead and get myself together because, listen, I better go ahead and get myself together. I ain't got time to fool with you. I ain't got time to be in no disagreements with you. I ain't got time to be going back and forth with you. You mean to think that I'm about to get into a little social media skirmish with you over something that don't even matter? Come on, I'm trying to get my life right with Jesus. I'm trying to make progress in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody need to tell your wife, listen here, wife, we ain't going to go back and forth no more. We gonna have a marriage after God's own heart. You need to tell your husband, listen here boy, come here. We gonna get this thing right because we ain't got time to be going back and forth with each other. Life is too short. The covenant is too real. The vows are too serious. Somebody needs to call your child and say, baby I love you. Let's get back on one accord. You need to stop harboring bitterness. Stop harboring strife. Why? Because God wants us to pray. Hold on to stuff like you got time. Letting these little foxes tear your life up like you got time. Let me tell you what the Holy Ghost will do. The Holy Ghost will line you up. But then I come, hey, God. To the third part, sanctification. I'm trying to keep it together, y'all. Positional sanctification frees me from the penalty of sin. Progressive sanctification frees me from the power of sin. But ultimate sanctification frees me from the presence. <laughs> what you mean? Sin ain't here no more. Now, Chantrice, Daphne, I got feeling some type of way. Because everybody wants to tell me that ultimate sanctification is not possible on earth. What we're taught, yep. Yeah, 
is that there's no way to be ultimately sanctified until Jesus comes back for the church. I, I, don't, I don't get it. You just got to live in this foolishness and keep going through. That's what the theologians want to tell us. Just keep going through. In that great getting up morning, everything going to be all right. Orlando, I had a problem with that. Because whew, when they asked Jesus, teach us to pray. Jesus responded, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, watch it. Thy will, uh-oh. Wait, let's go back. Thy kingdom come, thy will, wait, let's go back. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, here it is, on, help us, earth. Three words about to mess us up. As it is. Wait, so you mean to tell me if I got to live through this and I got to keep going on, then why would he tell them to pray that heaven and earth are supposed to match? So you mean to tell me that the same chaos that I'm going through down here is what's going on up there? Come on now, you told me to pray that heaven and earth should match. And you mean to tell me that I got to spend every single solitary day and your will is that I still go through? Your will is that I still struggle? The devil is a liar. Talked to a gentleman yesterday. And I said, Bishop, I don't think that ultimate sanctification takes place during the return of Jesus. He said, oh, really? I said, really? He said, then what do you think? I said, I believe that the body is ultimately sanctified at the return of Jesus, but that the heart or the mind or the soul is ultimately sanctified when the flesh is crucified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when that happens. All the way back in the back, lights came on. She's like, oh. There's some stuff in my body that is not going to change until I get a new one. But the minute that I'm transformed, oh, y'all not in here. I ain't got to keep acting the way I've been acting. I might have a limp, but my soul is satisfied. I might have a scar, Lord help me, but my soul is right. Just because you see the remnants of my mistake, <laughs> that don't mean glory to God, that I'm still operating in the same mindset of my mistake. Just because, y'all, 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 come on now, somebody, somebody in here, maybe in your old life, you done done some things that you wasn't supposed to do, and you still got memories, and you still got some repercussions, that's right, you reaped what you sowed, but let me tell somebody something, you don't have to stay in that mindset, see, you can be free today, as you walk on the earth, from the mindset of sin, come on now, God can release you from the the hold of sin on earth. I'm getting somebody free today. He said, but, but hold on. This the baby that I had 
with that no good stop. Hold on. Pause. Stop it. Hirsch. Because you mean to tell me that you're about to allow words of bitterness spoken over a blessing. Just because everybody else mad that you had a baby don't mean that God can't use them. Y'all, come on now. Somebody right here, you sitting up there walking around like, I can't believe I got pregnant. Hold on. There are people who want to give birth. So right there, while everybody else sticking their nose up at you, right there, while everybody else is telling you you ain't no good, tell them what comes out of this womb will be dedicated unto God. And you can say whatever you want to say. I might have made a mistake to get them here, but I ain't gonna make a mistake while they're here. Glory. Come on, church. We've been condemning people for too long. We've been pulling them before the church and making them feel bad and sending them back to their pew. And they weren't delivered. They were just painful. We broke them at the altar and we didn't break sin. We broke their spirits. We did called these folks up here told them to apologize baby girl you gotta come up here and apologize to the church bring that jack leg up there why didn't you bring him where he at bring the woman out see what has happened is Oh, let me expose the devil this morning. The reason that we brought the woman up is because the woman was the one, watch this, who carried the visible fruit of the sin. Because had she not got pregnant, it's a whole lot of pastors who knew that she'd been in that behavior for a long time. But the reason you never corrected it is because we were not interested in progressive sanctification. We're only interested in correcting people when it comes against our image. But I come against the false image in the church. I want the church to look like Jesus. I want the church to look like the bride of Christ. I want the church to be holy. I want the church to be sanctified. I want the church to be God's intended vessel. Fit for the master's use. Huh? Or do we just care about looking the part? Huh? 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 So, what about this ultimate sanctification? Y'all ready? Seat backs, tray tables, upright, lock position. It's going to be turbulent. Be prepared. Don't say I didn't tell you. Let me turn to it in my Bible. First John. Don't nobody say that I didn't tell you. Because I done read it several times. Here we go. First John chapter 3. Y'all give me about 15 good minutes. See? How great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God. And such we are for this reason. The world, watch it, does not know us because it did not know him. Let me stop right here. Notice the context of the passage. Just in case y'all don't think I'm putting a good line through here 
to as many as received him, positional. To them he gave the right, progressive. Y'all with me? I got the right to become a son, Romans. If I'm led in the spirit, I am a son. First John, now I am a son. Which means contextually, we see the writer here is speaking to people who have been making progress. We're talking, you're good, to the progressive. Go ahead, holler back at me, we're good. We're talking to those who have been making progress. And here's the problem. The more progress you make, the less you look like the world. It's right there in the verse. We're children of God and such we are for this reason the world does not know us. So for everybody who keeps saying, why am I missing friends? Maybe because you're making progress. For everybody who keeps saying, it sure does seem lonely. Maybe, just maybe, you making progress. Somebody, come on now, that's the problem. You get to making progress and then you feel like the progress is taking you in a direction you don't want to go. But oh, no, 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 no. I want to be next to Jesus. I'd rather be with Jesus than with you. I'd rather be close to Jesus than close to you. I'd rather have him say well done than you say well done. And the more you progress, the less you look like the world. Are y'all here? Let's keep going. Beloved, now, now, underline it. Remember I said theologians want to say that ultimate sanctification does not take place until. Right? Right? That's what, that's what they say. But the writer hits, here says, now. Now we're children of God. And it has not appeared as yet what we will be. Now, y'all seeing how these things coming together? We know that when he appears, we will be like him. Because we will see him just as he is. Hold on, Bishop, but I thought you said that I could be ultimately sanctified in my mind, but verse two seems to say that we don't become like him until he returns. But that's when I get the body that lines up with the soul that's been progressing. That's when all the parts come together. Huh? Where the wicked shall cease from troubling. And the weary shall be at rest. That's when all my parts come together. Y'all not in here. When I ain't got to take medication no more. That's when all my parts come together. Y'all not in here. Where, that, where, where I no longer have to worry about whether or not that mass is cancerous. That glory is where the parts come together. You mean to tell me, listen, there are some people who got sickness in their body, but they ain't got sickness in their soul. But ultimate sanctification takes even the sick because sickness is not God's design for you. Come on now. He wants you to prosper and be in good health. Let's keep working. It ain't got to the good part yet. I'm just, I was just letting y'all know. Verse 3. Oh, everyone who has this hope fixed in him. 
purifies law. What's the next word? Remember, we started in Timothy. Cleanse yourself. First job, purify your. Which means that when I know, let me give it to you, 2020 translation. If I know Jesus coming back for the church without spot or a wrinkle, best thing I could do is take my soul and put it on the iron board of the Holy Ghost. But we don't like that. Because that's going to make you apologize. It says if I got my hope fixed that he's coming back for me, my response to my hope is that I purify myself. The response to hope is that I keep on progressing. Okay, watch this. If you think that you're getting better so you can make a better Facebook post, you missed it. Did y'all hear that? I can't wait to get out of debt so I can tell you. Oh, y'all missed it. Somebody done got uncomfortable already. I ain't trying to. You shouldn't want to get out of debt to tell people. You shouldn't want to go and spend time with your family for people. That's what's wrong with us now. Trying to please people. Who ain't got heaven or hell to send you to? What difference does that make? But here is where things, so I'm purifying myself. Say purify yourself. Purify. One more time, purify yourself. Purify yourself. Now, y'all ready? Verse four. Just gonna set it right here. What's the first word? Who practices sin also practices lawlessness. Sin, Lord, y'all, is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins. In him, y'all thought I forgot we was abiding. There is no. No, your preacher told me you're always gonna sing. We used to sing the song "In Him There Is No Failure." I wish they would have wrote it "In Him There Is No Sin." That can't be true. It can't be true. But, but, um, but sometimes I can't, I feel like I just can't help it. Did you hear what they said to me? I had to. Am I just supposed to sit there and not respond? This ain't fair. Nobody's doormat. Here's the problem. 
when you feel like you have to take vengeance in your hand, you really don't trust God. Refusing sin is not accepting someone else's sin. Just because I refuse to respond to your stupidity, that doesn't mean I don't know it's stupid. What you just did is stupid. I refuse to respond to your stupid. I trust God too much to get in God's business. And since God said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep being whole. And I'm going to let you deal with God. My father taught me something. Robert W. Lyons Sr. says something very profound. Son, yes, Dad, you see a fool on the street? Leave him alone. Another fool will catch him. What you say, Dad? He said, son, when you see a fool on the street, leave him alone. Another fool will catch him. That thing didn't hit me till I got grown. I was like, true. I've been spending all my time trying to deal with fools, y'all. What is a fool? Anybody that is operating outside of God's design for them, that's foolish. Are y'all walking with me? See, stop thinking a fool is someone that offends you. A fool is someone who offends God. You might be offended because you're equally as foolish as the fool you're dealing with. All offense is not somebody else's fault. Some offense is the direct result of your lack of maturity in God. Are y'all walking with me today? I knew it when we got here it was going to be like this. Because somebody's like, but I got a sin. It ain't even got real good yet. Let's go to the next verse. No one. See, I told y'all. No one who abides in him sins. Even Caleb thought that was devastating. He let out a war cry over that one. <laughs> no one. If you abide in me and my word abides in you. No one. It can't mean that, Bishop. I know I set us up because the theologians keep telling us, Ganey, that all of this stuff, that don't mean that. No one. I don't even need no Greek for this. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has seen him or... So you mean to tell me that ultimate sanctification don't take place until Jesus comes and I got to go through my whole life living in sin? No. I can be free now. You can stop sinning today. But you got to crucify the part of you that sins. Bishop, this makes no sense. 
crucify the flesh with its lust and its passions. Come on now. The, the spirit doesn't sin. The spirit doesn't sin. If I crucify the flesh, kill, there's nothing left to sin. Right? Okay. Okay. In my kitchen, we had a pipe. And the pipe had a hole in it. And when you turn the water on, it would leak. Make sense? Water, hole, leak. Huh? Don't turn the water on. No leak. Now, here's the thing. Some of us, ooh, Lord, this, let me come back over here. Some of us, watch this. Sin is the leak. And because we don't want to leak, we just refuse to turn the water on. Because we know every time the water gets turned on, huh, living water that you never thirst again, the leak is exposed. So you don't get close to training. You don't get under anybody. You don't submit to nothing. Because the leak is revealed by the water. So you just keep the water off. You busy every time there's a training. Because the water, help me Holy Ghost, exposes the leak. You can't, you can't come to Bible study. No, 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 no. Even though you were sitting at home doing nothing but scrolling because the water exposes the leak. Lord, I'm about to run out of time. You can't do nothing. The water keeps exposing you. So, you know, it's always somebody else's fault. No, the water is exposing the leak. So you keep the water off every time you know you're supposed to operate in your call. You can't operate in your call because you're going to mess around and be exposed. Come on now. Hey, and you know, Bishop is asking you to do this. I can't do that because the water is going to expose the leak. And so what some people do is that they say, you know what? It don't take all of that. And so you leave the source of water completely. And you go somewhere where you can be involved, but there's no water. If I could, <laughs> and so all of a sudden you get connected, and you're talking about how wonderful this new place is that you connected to, and you're talking about how exciting it is, and you're talking about how many things you're able to do. But the problem is there is no water, and the reason that you think it's so great is because in the absence of water, nobody knows that you got a leak. So if there is never any correction coming from the pulpit, nobody knows that you got a leak. If you're never convicted to conversion, nobody knows you got a leak. And you think this is the greatest place. You got the greatest friends because they don't expose your leak. You got the greatest job because they don't expose your leak. You got the greatest pastor because it doesn't expose your leak. But in this season, I don't want to waste one drop of water. They ain't in here. It's easy. Elder go somewhere where there is no water. Now you in every ministry. 
This is wonderful. Sure it is. Because ain't no water in there. The well, help me, is dry. Some of us need to recognize that if you want the living water, you're going to have to fix the pipe. Somebody keep track of what verse I'm on because I'm, I'm stuck. Stuck. Hold on. Stuck right here. You got to fix the pipe. I'm, I'm about to be through. I promise you. But I got to say this one part because somebody's going to get free here. Because I believe in being led of the spirit. These notes will be here when I get back. Listen to me. You got to fix the pipe. I don't understand, Bishop. Listen, 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 listen. They came in. They said, Mr. Lyons, you got a hole in the pipe. I said, okay. He said, but here's the problem. In order to fix the pipe, we're going to have to cut into the wall. Excuse me? Some of us don't want to fix what's broken because deconstruction is going to have to take place visibly. You're going to have to make some visible changes in order to fix the thing that's behind the wall. Glory, but you don't want nobody to see that you got dust flying everywhere. But somebody needs to say, Excuse me, I'm under construction. You need to leave me alone. Trust me, I want the water to flow, and I'm willing to look ugly for a season because when I come out of this, you're gonna be able to put water through me full bore. I ain't gonna drop one ounce of water, everything gonna go exactly where it's supposed to go, and I will not stop them from fixing me. I will not stop God from making me whole because I'm concerned about what you gonna think because I'm under construction but here's the issue here's the issue you know how I found out I had a hole in my pipe I found out I had a hole in my pipe because I had a clog the clog I couldn't get the clog fixed so wasn't making no preach girl couldn't everything ground to a halt because now I've lost functionality because the water can't flow I'm no longer able to cleanse anything in the house because the water watch this the leak in one pipe affected the flow of water in the whole house Sorry, that was good to me. I said the leak in one pipe. Stop thinking it's all about you being okay. Come on now, you better check every kid, everybody in your whole house. How that water flowing in your life? Cause one leak can stop the progress in the whole house. This daughter is why you pray over your husband. This son is why you pray over your wife. Because you got to make sure. Do you got any leaks in your building? You got to pray over your kids. You got to pray over everybody they connected to. That husband of yours go to sleep, let him sleep. Be right there over him, Lord Jesus. Huh? Your wife go to sleep, let her sleep well. Lord, Father, help there be no holes in these pipes. 
Because if you're going to pour out a blessing, we can't afford to let one drip hit the ground. So watch. I got a clog. And they come in, and he tried to put the snake in it. Put the snake in, and he said, well, Mr. Lyons, you got a problem. He said, what's that? He said, the snake won't break through. He said, whatever's in there, it's in there. He said, it doesn't. He said, I don't know. You got a build-up. No, I'm, I'm trying. I told y'all I was done. You got a build-up. That's where some of you at right now. You got years of unprocessed mess that's not allowing the flow of living water in your life. You got years of unprocessed, undealt with, unbroke up bitterness and the water is trying to flow that's why you complained all the way through corona come on now God gave you a respite and instead of you rejoicing you complained God gave you time with your family and instead of rejoicing you complained God paid some of you more than you had made when you was working and instead of rejoicing you complained and God is revealing I tried to break that thing up but you got years of unprocessed held together drama that is, is prohibiting the flow of living water to where it's supposed to go oh it gets better he said this, this ain't gonna work he said we gotta bring in a jetter now watch this I don't know if y'all know oh man I'm five minutes over y'all okay come on cause God got me somewhere I never heard of a jetter, Orlando. I only heard of a snake. He brought in the big snake, and the snake cuts. He said, that ain't going to do it. I got to bring in a jetter. All right. So what's a jetter? The jetter uses water. He brings in a machine and took water from my house to break up the clog in the same house. Whoa! Stuff might not be flowing, but you got enough water in you to break up what ain't flowing through you. He didn't bring his own source of water. He used the water in my house to break up the flow. Come on now, you might not, oh, you might not know it, but some of y'all, you got a kid that got enough water to break up the flow in your own house. The water is in your house. Preach. The water is in your house. Some of you ain't talking to your spouse right now, but you better open up your mouth because they might have enough water to break up what is not flowing in your life. Hey, the water is in your house. The water is in your house. The water is in... Hook that jetter up. And all he did was use my water under pressure. Yeah, that's why some of y'all been going through what you're going through. He's trying to put your water under pressure. Come on now, all you got to do is direct it in the right place. God, I know you got me under pressure, but God, I just want to direct the pressure in the right place. God, direct me to break up all of the fallow ground. God, direct this pressure. What about the hole, Bishop? The water, the pressure turns on 
water is flowing good. Flowing good. I said, praise God. Paid my bill. He left. Next day, my daughter, Dad, water in the basement. I go downstairs. I look where the clog had been removed and notice that I got a leak. Call him back. Y'all told something up. <laughs> See y'all, ain't that how we do? <laughs> Bishop, that word don't work. Oh, I'm about to help somebody. Cause why is it harder after you preached it? that preaching it was going to fix it. The word preach, I'll give it to you another way, the pressure applied may not be the fix immediately. The pressure applied, watch, y'all broke it. He says, Mr. Lyons, I don't think we broke anything. What normally happens when we use the jetter is it exposes every weak part. in the pipe. So the jetter didn't create the issue. The jetter exposed the issue. Watch this. The problem in your pipe was probably just covered up with what the jetter removed. So when the jetter cleaned it, oh, when the pressure gets applied in a sermon, you leave up out of here and you mess around and figure out, I'm leaking. <laughs> I'm leaking. And what you do is you say, I knew that word wasn't going to work. I tried all that forgiveness. And look, it's worse now. No, no, no. What happened is you applied the pressure of the word and it exposed a leak in your own heart. The reason it's hard is because you did the act of forgiving without having a heart of forgiveness. Hey, the reason that it was hard to give is because you wrote a check, but you didn't have the heart of a giver. Hey, the reason it is hard to let go of bitterness is because you did it because the word said and not because your soul said so. Came back. He said, here it is. Here's the hole. Cut all this wall out. He's like, cut all this wall out right here. He said, oh, we can cut all the backs of your cabinets out. Because the hole is not in a place that you can see. It's behind this wall. But the Bible says purify yourself. I said, can I open the wall for you? Y'all not in here. If you just let me give you access to the pipe. Because see, sometimes... You got to be the one to break up what God is going to fix. So me and my boy got the hammers and the saws, and we provided access to the broken piece. He walked in. He said, y'all did good. I don't have to cut nothing else. Here's the piece. Here's the piece. Because I provided access. The hole was minimal. He said to me, if you wouldn't have cut this hole, I would have took this whole section out. 
Somebody ought to say, God, I promise, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm giving you access to everything you need access to. Because listen, what I don't want is for you to have to wreck my whole life when all I had to do is give you access to this spot right here. What I don't... What I don't want is for you to have to wreck my job and my marriage and my kids when all I had to do was give you access to my prayer life. What I don't want you to do is for you to wreck everything around me because I refuse to get dirty and give you access. God, I want to be whole. God, I want to be healthy. God, I want to be fruitful. But you got to fix every broken piece. Here I am, Lord. You got access to my heart. You got access to my mind. You got access to me. Some of us in turmoil now. Because you wouldn't give God access. You wouldn't let God, right? trying to be so big and trying to be so strong you wouldn't give God access God is like will you please when I show up I promise you you know what he told me you know what the repair man told me he said because you gave me access this repair only gonna take a minute he said I scheduled to be here all day but you gave me access. Oh, God, let me help somebody in this place. What you thought was going to take years can take seconds. What you, what you thought was going to take years can take seconds. I speak into this house. If you give God access, he will turn it around. He will turn it around in the twinkling of an eye. He will turn it around right before your eyes. I hear miracles right before your eyes. Miracles right before your eyes. Tell you what God is about to do. What you thought was impossible. What you thought could not be turned around. He said, listen, in me, there is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning. I will part your Red Sea. Somebody shout just like that. One more piece, I'm going to pray. Heard him drilling. Yeah. Heard him drilling and cutting. Cutting and drilling. Heard him drilling and cutting. Cutting and drilling. Drilling and cutting. I thought, oh man, he done told something up. Next thing I know, he said, I'll go out and get your bill. I said, wait a minute. It seemed like you just started. He said, I'm through. I'm through. Oh, I'll give it to you just like in this, I'll give it to you like this in the spirit. It may make a little noise, but it ain't gonna take a lot of time. Listen, that thing, it might be an upheaval in your life for a moment, but in the twinkling of an eye, the pain is going to be over. In the twinkling of an eye, you will see the glory of God. In the twinkling of an eye, it will all be over.
over. You got to let God have access. Let me tell you why it's so beautiful, though. I know where the hole is. But nobody else does. Y'all missed it. He did such a good job with the repair that unless you know where to look, you can't even tell. And you know what's interesting? He didn't patch it. Lord, I want to run down this aisle. He didn't patch it, y'all. He replaced the whole pipe. He replaced the whole pipe. And you know what he told Lord Nick, you know what he told me? He said, the pipe that I replaced it with, the problem you have can never happen again. He said, the reason that you had that problem is because the old pipe can have buildup on the inside, but I replaced it with a pipe that won't allow that type of buildup. Y'all don't think ultimate sanctification is real. When God gets a hold of you, he'll replace everything that is causing you trouble. And he don't replace it with faulty pieces. He don't replace it with faulty pieces. God is about to give you what you need but it ain't gonna be faulty. It's not even going to be susceptible to the old problems. I said it's not gonna be susceptible to the old problems. If you give him access, oh I hear you God, if you give God access to your marriage, he'll make sure that your marriage is not even susceptible to those old problems. He gonna cut one pipe out and replace it with something. And everybody on the outside, all they'll see is the difference. They'll see it working, but they won't know that you had a replacement. They won't even know. Won't even know. Y'all look in love. Look at each other. Because we messed around had a replacement. Y'all didn't seem this happy last year. That was before we gave God access. Hey! Hey, 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 You didn't seem to have this much joy last year. That was before I gave God access. And now, I am no longer susceptible to the old way of thinking. Replace it, replace it, replace it, replace it. If there's anything in me that should not be, replace it, God. Replace every area. Here I am, God. I give you full access. I don't understand. Why are you yelling so much? It hit different. 
when you recognize watch this the first time the water comes on after the replacement listen somebody is getting set free the first time you turn the water on after the replacement your natural tendency Chris is to go where you saw the leak So after he left, and I've already paid, now I put an investment in my healing. I turned on the water. Elder Deborah, I turned on that water and went downstairs. Let the water run for a while. Stood there and looked at what used to leak. I might have looked like a fool, but I wanted to make sure while this wall is still open, if any more repairs need to be made, let me go and call you back while I got a warranty. Some of y'all right now need to go to them areas that used to leak. Now don't go to them leaky spots if you ain't gave me access to fix them. Because you're going to be greeted by a leak. But everywhere where you gave God access to fix it, go to that area of your life. You want to have something to praise God about? You want to have something to have a fit over? You want to have some fuel for your praise? Go back to the place where God has healed you. Go back to the place where God has delivered you. Go back to the place where God has set you free and go ahead and look for a while. Right there, with nobody watching, that's where you're praising. Water was running. I mean, because this hole was in a funny spot. It was in the wall between the floors. He couldn't get to it no other way but to cut inside of a thing. So just to make sure, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm through, y'all. I told y'all I was stuck. I can't pick it up. Just to make sure that the water was flowing right, I touched the pipe. Cause when stuff is, y'all missed it. Somebody missed it. When it's flowing the way it should, you can feel the flow. I reached out, I said, are we good? <laughs> I ain't gotta see it, I ain't gotta hear it. The reason that I knew that the repair was working is because I could feel the flow going through the new piece. I watched the guy. I'm gonna pray, I'm done. I watched the guy call for healing in his. 
was a person, they were in a wheelchair. And the preacher said, do you believe that you can walk again? And the guy was struggling. He was struggling to walk. He said, you're healed. He says, I don't, I don't know. He said, the reason you don't know if you're healed is because you're still sitting down. In order to know that you're healed, stand up. Yep. And you saw the person. He said, I see. I'll give it to you another way. Do what you couldn't do before. You ain't got enough faith to stand up yet. Tell you what. What couldn't you do before I prayed? So I couldn't move my foot. He said, that's fine. Move the foot. So without standing, you saw him start moving. He says, all right. Since you got faith to move that foot, start bending the knee. Y'all not in here. I got to help somebody in here. I'm saying do what you couldn't do before. You might not be willing to put your full trust in it yet. But come on now. Somebody got to make a baby step. Come on now. It was broken before you got here. But the Holy Ghost has hit this room. And stuff that was broken before you came in has been healed by the power of the word of God. And if you want to validate that it is healed, do what you could not do before. Do what you couldn't do before. By the time he made it up to that joker's thigh, he says, you got a whole leg moving. You might as well. Get up. Stand on up. Grab both sides of that wheelchair. Now watch. He's standing but not moving yet. Too many times. We're just grateful to stand. But Deacon Sanders, my God is not a partial God. My God wants to see complete healing. My God wants to see complete deliverance. My God said, my God is not a partial God. He don't want to see, come on now. When the woman with the issue of blood came in, she touched him and she stopped bleeding. But after a conversation, she became whole. Some of us would have ran away just because we ain't bleeding no more. But the bleeding can stop and you still not be whole. But I speak wholeness in this room. Wholeness to your body. Wholeness to your family. Wholeness to your marriage. I speak it. I speak it. I speak wholeness. Wholeness to your finance. Somebody receive it. I speak wholeness. Wholeness to your mind. Whole, whole, whole. I'm not talking about better. I'm talking about whole. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. No leaks. No loose parts. Wholeness. Hey, 
hands lifted for those that receive it. Somebody just say wholeness, 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 wholeness. Don't play with this thing. Receive it. Don't play with it. Receive it. Don't play. Don't play with it. Receive it. Whole, 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 whole. God, anything that was broken, make it whole. God, you've revealed. You've revealed. You've revealed. Now make it whole. You've revealed, now make it whole. You've revealed it, now make it whole. God, I have some stuff I didn't want nobody to know. But God, you've revealed it this morning, make it whole. Make my body whole again. Make my mind whole again. Make my conversation whole again. Come on, make my heart whole again. Like the prayer of David created me. A clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Whole, whole. Somebody receive it. Yes, receive it. Wholeness. Father, in the name of Jesus. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Whole. We have made ourselves vulnerable to you today. God, we need to make progress. Sanctify our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Fix every broken piece. Whole, whole, whole. Receive your wholeness today. In the name of Jesus. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it. God, we thank you for even allowing us to get whole. You could have left us comfortless, but instead you left us a comforter. God, if there is anybody in this place that is not saved, there is anybody that has no relationship with Jesus today allow that decision to be made now that they have heard your glorious gospel now glory that they have heard that you want to heal deliver and set free give them the courage to make a decision for those of us who've made the decision, give us the courage to make progress. Help us to no longer make excuses for our sin. In Jesus' name. Just take a minute.